Hello. Hi, John. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, <laughs> see, that's I needed that. Yeah. I need. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Happy I'm, New Year. Hey, hey, I'm really. T- I haven't really talked to anybody in two weeks. <laughs> I mean, like, I talked to, I've talked to some food delivery. Oh, a guy drew, delivered some new parts for my Dremel. We talked a little bit uh-huh. about rain. Yeah. But apart from that, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're cracking my eyes. I'm getting the fresh stuff. Mm. <laughs> the uncut that, shit. Open that loaf and smell that. Fresh mm, yeasty mm, Merlin. You saying I'm a split top loaf? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's got the it's got the butter in it right there in the top. Butter crevice. You've been getting a uh, atmospheric river. Is that right? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like that's one of those phrases they use a lot in the websites I don't read too often. And then when I do go, like I, we have a local local website. I don't even want to mention the name because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. But you go there, and you probably I don't Chronicle. know if you have. Well, SF Chronicle, I'm hardly even allowed to look at because, <laughs> heaven forfend, I have an ad blocker. But uh, yeah, SF Gate, it's it's pretty bad, and sure, the the writing is extremely bad. But um, they use uh, phrases like atmospheric river. Yeah, we're getting that. We got a yeah. lot of rain, probably not by your standards, but like we got a lot of rain. It's funny because uh, I never I never heard that phrase before, atmospheric river, until yeah. it feels like three years ago. But now, boy, it's not all anybody talks about, Atmospheric River. Well, I think they go through these things, and I don't know. It's, it's difficult because I, I learn about these things uh, via, as you say, the mainstream media. I learn about it from yeah. the media, and the thing is, it's hard to know. Is this a media thing or is this a thing? And I know that yeah. sometimes if it's a media thing long enough, it becomes a thing. Like the El Nino 20 years ago. You would hear about yeah. the El Nino. We heard about that a or lot. Or the yeah. La Derecha or you know, whatever, whatever one gets. But, you know, it's, you know, John, I haven't talked to anybody in two weeks. The thing about the news is they love keeping you off balance, John. That's what it's it's all about, keeping you off balance. Well, when I look at the radar, which I do all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, I have my home radar, but then we have the neighborhood radar and uh, the LIDAR. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And um, I look at the uh, I look at the radar, and uh, it looks like a river. It really does. Coming hmm. right across the Pacific Ocean, looks just looks like a river, according to the radar. Oh, that's because the radar says that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it was a lot of rain for us, uh, and I think there's more, <laughs> there's more coming. You want to mm-hmm. you want to rope your mom in on this one? You want her to get in? We could talk some oh, weather a little bit. She's got a lot to say. You know, the river goes up, the river goes down. In this yep. case, it's hitting you. It's missing us. It's nice and sunny here today. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's how it works. It's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. God, the writing on this website is so bad. You Ugh. either get it, you get it one place or you get it the other. Mom, mom's got uh, feelings about it, but but um, but you know, I've become. Uh, I think maybe my sister is still the head weather and natural disaster talker in our family. Oh. I'm very interested in this. I, I'm interested in the weather talkers. I think that mm-hmm. comes from the is that uh, what is that the Sioux? Or <laughs> yeah, the, the weather uh, talkers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They were yeah. they were very important in World War One. World War One, but yeah. then they they actually the one they worked at Bletchley Park. 
They came That's up right. with the uh, the uh, the Apache. I can't I can't even make a joke at this point. <laughs> oh gosh, um, okay. I'm interested I'm in that. I like those roles. To. I like those roles. Uh, for example, my my, my wife's my wife's role is to read sad Twitter and and to go aw. aw. Yeah, exactly. Go aw. aw, and then we each go. Now, when my kid goes aw, I know that's because it's a cute dog that we should adopt. When, sure. when my lady friend does it, it's because something horrible has happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Aww. we get that, and also I think technically my wife is kind of the weather person. Your sister is the the weather and natural events correspondent for the Roderick clan. Yeah, but you know, I think that my mom and sister are both avid readers, as you know, and they, mm-hmm. um, but they they uh, kind of long ago. They didn't. They didn't veer so much as they just started to dabble in sort of a lot of paranormal uh, stuff. Books <laughs> about what uh, other universe? Your mom? Yeah, for very much because huh. she's because you know she's one of those people that in the 1950s, as she was leaving her small Ohio town, she decided that she was going to she was going to be unencumbered by. The tenets of Methodism. She was going to discover the new future. Uh, she was a science fiction fan, and she was going to put together her own cosmology out of uh, uh, bits and pieces, out of a parts bin. And this is before this is many, many decades before that became a very popular thing for people to do with the pop, pop um, religion. Right. Hers well, was, over the years, it became something where, like, you bought into. I think I feel like the idea was, especially. I mean, jokes aside, given that there were only so many sources of information most of us had in our lives, you mm-hmm. tended to buy into a portfolio of beliefs and worldview, and that right. whole like cafeteria Catholic thing uh, being applied to things like climate and, and UFOs. Right. I, I, she's ahead of her time. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, and she was just. I think. I think she was with somebody that was that was pro science, but also if it made sense. Why would you'd have to argue? You'd have to argue against it, right? If it makes sense, and if it made sense to her, um, and so she adopted a lot of different I, what I wouldn't call conflicting ideas, but ideas that suggested um, knock-on effects. Where, well, if you believe in that, you're kind of you kind of mm. already bought into believing in that, and mm. then when the when the waves of of books on those topics came along. There was lots and lots of fresh material. A lot of it's science or science adjacent. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then a lot of it pseudoscience. And, and, and the thing is that they're, they're, uh, I would say my mom was fairly agnostic about, about it going into a book. She, she doesn't begin to read a book already, already hoping that book will, um, will fit in as she, much she's, as she's not a con- confirmation bias based reader. <laughs> no, typically not. Right. She'll, she'll, right. she'll, uh, she'll see the premise of a book and she'll go, Oh, let's see about that. And then she wants to talk about it with me. She, she and my sister talk about it. Um, but what's happened over the years is they're very, very, they're very, very good readers, but, um, and, and, and always churning on new ideas, but what they have, uh, what they don't have, if I may, mm-hmm. Is, um, uh, for instance, <clears throat> we got a, we got a, my mom went in for an EKG mm-hmm. and the, uh, the doctor gave her the results in the form of some unedited and untranslated medical, uh, 
you know, with three pages of results from well, an EKG. Well, one might call telemetry, like the, yeah. the, the unprocessed signal, right? That's right. No one has ex- no one's explaining what this is. This is just this is just medical signal written in medical uh, jargon with uh, symbols and and graphs and so forth. But to the layperson, you look at it and you go, I, I have no idea what any any of this means, right? Right. And so this comes through, and my mom looks at it, and my sister looks at it, and they're like, this is uh, incomprehensible. And they begin to speculate about what it says. Like looking for patterns? Well, or just... Uh, like how, do you, how do you even begin? To, like, I don't know what that looks like. I can, I can kind of guess what that looks like. I think of something like sleep data. Like if you get unprocessed, like, you know, any kind of health data, right, where you've got a line item per whatever, minute, second, hour, month, whatever. And there's, you can try to get at that several different ways. You can Google about it. But one way, it seems to me, like I said, is patterns. Do you see something like, ooh, something interesting seemed to be happening at this point? I wonder, was I nervous about taking the test? Or right. is it that kind of thing? Well, that's the thing about an uh, EKG. That's the thing about any kind of, uh, well, really, let's be honest, medicine or science. Um, you can find all kinds of things in the data and um, <laughs> especially if you call it the data the data I'll start doing and that. <laughs> uh, and you know with with a thing like a with a with the heart um i've been very surprised it, because my you know my mom has had a little bit of a heart at, at the age of 88 her heart is sort of functioning less than 100% capacity and in talking to doctors about it uh it's it's um it's easy for them to diagnose the uh, um, what's happening. It's easy for them to 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 describe what's happening, and it's <laughs> very hard to to impossible to explain why it's happening. Much like the weather, right? Oh shit! Did you did you mean to make that comparison? Because that's really good. Whoever knows what I mean to do oh, on this program, huh. Marlon. I'm, I've only no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not minutes. trying to be contrary. I'm saying, holy <laughs> shit, that's absolutely true. It's one thing to say it's raining out, and it's another thing to understand why it why it is raining out. Mm-hmm. A butterfly flapped its wings is always the ultimate answer. Yeah. And in the case of the heart stuff, the doctors actually <laughs> said, well, <laughs> it could... <laughs> they did. Uh-huh. But they said it in doctor talk. They uh-huh, said, they, exactly, exactly. They, uh. said, they said um, it could have been that you uh, contracted a virus. It could have been uh, several other things, right? So, so, sort of like, well, we can't tell if you had a virus, but that could have been it. We can't tell if this, but it could have been that. Ugh. And then at the I end... Had this, I had the same visit like two months ago. The, the last thing the doctor said was, or, I mean, have you suffered a broken heart recently? Hmm. And we were all like, what? You mean like a valve problem? No, like, have you been really sad? Have you been and, sad? And, and we were like, I don't know. And my mom's like, no, not really. And he was like, because it could be that, that you just were really sad and upset. And and we were like, um, and that's, that that's could quite, cause That's a, an unexpected <laughs> turn. Yeah, that could cause a... Like a like a physical decline in the capacity of the heart, and the doctor was like, "Yeah, it kind of, kind of. I mean, anyway, moving right along." To and the, can I to just the, say, uh, I believe that. Yeah, sure, I mean, I think. And yeah. the thing is, that comports very much with the sort of science adjacent reading that happens, but it also lends itself to some of that real. Um, 
it, it trends into metaphysics pretty fast, right? Or it, it's uh, now we're talking spooky action at a distance. You're you're and, always like a half of a step away from getting onto like a different conveyor belt. It's you know what I mean, like it's. But that's I, I gosh, I've just I got so much to say about this. But absolutely, I mean that's it feels sciencey, it feels correct. But in some ways, I kind of wish that was the first question you asked me. Am I <laughs> yeah. am I a little sad because that might explain a lot of things? It might explain a lot of things. So we get this we get this uh, results, and this is just one example. This probably happens once a week, where something will come across the uh, transom. Of our family, some document, some family, new information. Something comes over the family transom. Family transom, <laughs> and the and the two of them immediately begin a kind of speculative journey through, like, well, you know, have any of us have a, had a broken heart lately? You know, even in terms of like, well, what is, you know, what's why is this plant wilting? Why, uh, you know, why is traffic so bad? Whatever it is. And I am I have found myself now in the role of being the one who goes online and Googles how to read an EKG. Yeah. And then I read the the one page article on how to read an EKG, and then I read the EKG. And this is ba- this is because I you know, I grew up at my father's knee, and his thing was l- legal writing is intentionally hard to read, but here it but it's not hard to read. You just here's how you read it, and then of course I study yeah, legal writing. It seems to me like maybe I watch too much um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but I think I think part of legal writing is an extra, extraordinary level of care and clarity and precision when it suits you, and then I don't want to say just hand waving, but a certain amount of something that reflects the whether you have the facts. You know the old joke about if you have the facts on your side, if you have the law on your side, like where, where you can do a lot of like rubble, rubble, rubble. As soon as you get that rubble, rubble, that's when you start poking around and going, well, why weren't they so specific here? Yeah, what's the rubble, rubble? About? What's the rubble, exactly. rubble? Yeah. Well, and 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 the ultimate example of that is critical theory, which I studied in the '90s and and 2000s. As you uh, you dabbled, we all dabbled in it, but like I studied it pretty carefully during exactly the time when there were long magazine articles being written about how. Critical theory is intentionally hard to read, and what are they hiding? And, and, none, and none of it, none of it, and, and therefore you can establish that none of it means anything. And so, learning to read that and realizing, oh, this is actually readable too. You just have to, you just have to wade in and 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 uh, under, understand the what they're what are, I'm. I, I find myself now, Merlin defending critical theory to you, which is not what I thought I was going to be doing this morning. Well, that's, mm, but, boy, but, yeah. but so anyway, mm. so I'm, so I, I need to learn, well, I got to learn, I got to be honest with you. I got to learn what that means. I, I'm not sure I know exactly what critical theory is. Mm. And if I know I've forgotten. So if you would not be insulting my, in fact, you would be rewarding my intelligence if you were to give me a gloss on, on what critical theory is, because it sounds like it might be uh, a science adjacent to our conversation. Well, let me ask you this about clear, uh, clear, uh, uh, critical theory. Clit theory. Ha, ha, have you had a, have you had a broken heart lately? Mm-hmm. Because that's <laughs> going to affect. It's never been anything but broken. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrainedfriends. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can. St- Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, your services, and even the content that you create. Because guess what, guys? Squarespace has got you 
covered. So many great things. Uh, you know that you can sell products in an online store. This used to be a whole thing, trying to do this on your own. Well, you know, whether you're selling physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. And like we mentioned, the template's so beautiful. You're going to get started with a best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your own needs. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place. And then you customize it, you make it your own with just a few clicks, a few drags, and uh, get a beautiful website. You know, uh, it used to be uh, trying to do search engine optimization, required a whole bunch of add-ons. Well, not anymore, because with Squarespace, you can use the suite of integrated features, uh, SEO guides, things that will help you to maximize your prominence among search results. And of course, let's not forget that Squarespace also has powerful blogging tools so you can share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. Uh, you're using Squarespace right now. I feel, I feel like I should tell you because Roderick on the Line, the podcast that you're enjoying right now, is and always has been hosted on Squarespace, and uh, they've been really good to us. It's where I put some of my personal sites, professional sites, and it's maybe most importantly, the site, the service that I recommend to people who need a home on the web. You got to check it out. So go check it out. You go to squarespace.com supertrain. You can get a free trial with no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code supertrain, because that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain squarespace.com slash supertrain use that code supertrain for 10% off uh it'll save you some money and it'll show your support for roderick on the line our thanks to squarespace for supporting roderick on the line and all the great shows (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, anyway so i'll I'll tell you one thing out of my i got a a big pile i've been writing the whole fucking time i have uh as you know i have a chronic uh, health condition currently in remission of uh i i I, it's not ibs but it's another uh another thing it's another thing but it's like ibs it's of unknown etiology which is a way of, uh, you know, of, of all those boffins going like, well, we know there's a thing that's happening, but we don't know what causes it or why it is caused. Mm-hmm. But there is some speculation. See, the thing I've got, there's a whole bunch of crazy stuff. One is that, uh, for some reason, nicotine helps you go into remission. So sometimes mm-hmm. they will prescribe nicotine <laughs> through its various delivery systems. I thought like that a, was kind of an interesting turns out. Like a gum or a patch? Or, or, a, or a cigarette. Or some just some chewing. Well, ideal, yes. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't read the trades. Mm-hmm. But um, but the but the other one was um, that it's believed that... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I read this somewhere um, tw- over 20 years ago. But it was that um, uh, the kind of IBD that I have may in part be caused by unresolved grief. Yeah. And I, I never pursued that over much because I went, eh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, right. on the other hand, you know, I got a prescription for, uh, for something called enteric aspirin, which is $600 aspirin that doesn't fall apart till it's near your ass. Uh-huh. And that didn't work. <laughs> the first $500 is what gets it all the way down there. Yeah, exactly. It's the second five hundred. The the uh, but you know, but the, it's like they say, you know, uh, I piss on a spark. Like I said, Red Dawn, I piss on a spark plug if I thought it would do any good. When yeah. one is motivated to resolve a a situation, you're willing to look into. You get vulnerable, not just vulnerable as far as like, oh, I'm a guy in Oakley's yelling at people in a parking lot about their trans goldfish or whatever. But when you feel like under attack, whether it's by your body or or the Lord or whatever. 
you know, any port in a storm. You'll start looking stuff up and wondering, well, has my heart recently been broken? One might wonder. If it's, if it's a difference between, let's put it this way. If there's a difference between me getting a few more days on this side of the turf, I mm. might look into that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're, we're living in a world. We're in a world. In a world. But I, 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 like all of us, am living in a world where some like of us too. Le- yeah, I like all of us. I like all of us, <laughs> and like all of us, I like all of us. But we're, I. So I have a family that is a little bit more uh, woo than I, and you would think that that my mom was an empiricist because she is mostly but also anyone who's ever interacted with her for pretty much any period of time i i mean i'm not i'm not just doing this to shine her skirt i'm saying like mm. your mom is amazing and mm. your mom is is cool she's smart she's really she's a sweet person but she's also she does not she does not abide bullshit well mm. Mm. and she's don't agreed and she's got an amazing radar for it and she will she has no compunction about cutting straight to the chase on something that she just does not have time for. Is that fair to say? It is, but we're living in a time. I think. I think it started in her when in her young life, right when when people first started once again revisiting some of these ideas, like, oh, is a broken heart going to affect your bowels? Um, and right. then tying that into all that 60s exploration of Eastern philosophy that led to Eastern medicine and understanding like, what if acupuncture Well, and what generally became known very generally, and lots of interesting pieces to this, but what generally became known as the human potential movement, mm-hmm. which is sort of the um, sort of slightly cleaned up version of a lot of 60s hippie stuff that eventually became cults and stuff. But like, there's something to that. The idea of like, in the 70s, people thought anything was possible in the early 70s. Like, oh my God, anything can happen. And just, and I think that that name is kind of interesting, the human potential movement. Like in order to really become fully human and utilize all of the things that we are capable of, we're going to have to look beyond what's right at the end of our nose. And I think that's the, that was the cause of a little widely acceptable woo. Whether that's yeah. yoga or like you know whatever, right? And and it's very hard to say that acupuncture is woo, considering it's thousands of years old and is a you know like a don't call uh, it ancient uh, woo. Like a, no, <laughs> but, I'm sorry. I'm hearing you walking into the room and playing the sound. <laughs> oh, ancient Where's woo. Where's my keyboard? <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. So, sorry. But weeks, you know, but all weeks. of it, and and we've all we've all surfed this wave, right? Of like, oh, yeah. I guess we're all now, we all now believe in these other things that we don't understand. We've taken the, this world of things that we didn't understand, and we've replaced it with this world of things that did, we don't understand. But we're oh, there's all this cross. We're we're like we're going to our our Western trained doctors and expecting them to talk to us about not just nutrition, but um like soul nutrition. And then there are these guys over here in tank tops that are talking about antioxidants. And then there's this whole recent thing. (laughs) If your doctor, if your quote unquote doctor (laughs) offers you something that involves not a prescription, but a subscription, (laughs) like to their health and wellness products, like, you know, that's good to be aware of. No, no, no. This, if you, if you drink this tincture, it's going to clean your pancreas. Well, your problem is you drink too much of it. You know, right. to get the real, all the homeo- homeopathy out, you got to use hardly any part of the buffalo. 
But the, the thing that's been really interesting the last 10 years is this sort of like, well, quantum math is so trippendicular yeah. that it doesn't take much for it to like gloss over into... Ah, totally. You know, this... It doesn't this, mean Newtonian mm. physics is over and done, but you're seeing something on this, this level that is not, does not comport with most of the, at least the Western idea of, of how reality works is. I mean, talking to my kid about the binary, and I sound like an old man, but I'll be like, one problem with the binary and gender, forgive my saying to my kid, I said, one problem with it is that, like, you're, when, you're, when you're dealing with the idea of gender, it's not just a matter of, like, oh, they put out kitty litter boxes, so trans kids who identify as cats. It's not even that nonsense. It's the idea that you're fighting arguably at least thousands of years of, the, of an idea of, of, of a dyad in the world, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not, I'm not just talking about yin and yang. I'm talking about we're not just good and evil, but like, you know, <laughs> it's not good, evil, and Steve. Like, mm. th- this is our entire <laughs> Western culture has, has passed on this idea that failing at any other model, I mean, Hegel's just the one that made it into a chart. I mean, this yeah. has been around for a very long time. Just the idea that, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it's not this that people. And that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I know that sounds really dumb to say to a 15 year old kid, and who fucking cares? But I think it's, it's useful to realize that one reason that stuff is complicated is that it's, it's practically in our brainstem. This idea, yeah. and, and and but that's true of I mean Newtonian. I'm saying I hope I'm saying that right. But you know the idea that like something's happening when you're doing what whether you're uh, you know all the stuff that we we came up with from the 20s on. We <laughs> I'll include myself in that. <laughs> you and me. Oh, me and Plonk. Actually, technically it was man's constant. Like we um we but all that all you're exactly what you're saying in the spooky action edition at a distance, which we we like to have fun with and talk about, or the butterfly wings, or the whatever. Well, or, or as as Sirkutha would say, uh, evolution. Evolution, natural, right. natural, uh, natural planning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, 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 no, right up, right up to the edge. Right up to the edge. And will you know if you are still setting your mind to something that? Well, you still know that you're setting your mind to something that you regarded as a potential scientific adjacent idea. Will you know when you've moved over to something different from that? And should it matter? Yes, and and I. In my own case, I spent a lot of my youth thinking, um, trying to think deep thoughts. Yeah. And uh, trying, <laughs> trying, to, trying, 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 trying to look behind the curtain, trying to look over God's shoulder while, and see what he, you know, check on his work. See what um, he's reading. Mm-hmm. See, what I, see what he's reading. <laughs> look, look over and see if. <laughs> and Dilbert. <laughs> what? See if I, <laughs> I can copy he any loves of the that answers. Pointy. That pointy-haired boss. That pointy-haired boss. Ah. Um, and uh, and when I when I uh, think about the way I live now and and walk through the world, uh, and and I think about this creatively too. When people ask me, you know, you you wrote these records, and then you stopped writing records, and what was the what happened? And it's easy to say, well, oh, writer's block or whatever, but. But I, I, I did arrive at a place in my life in uh, my 40s, early 40s, or around the age of 40, mm-hmm. where a lot of the, the questions that had driven me uh, to seek, 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 always seeking answers to these like intractable questions, uh, some of those questions 
I kind of answered to my satisfaction. I, I understood hmm. more about, and, and that's not to say understood more like now I have a deeper knowledge, but understood, un, understood to my satisfaction right. why it is that people act the way they do, why it is that I had so much trouble uh, making uh, pl- plans and plots and, and, uh, and personal contracts with people. I, I got it right enough that I no longer had that, that but incredible like, so, frustration. You're just describing something. I, 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 you can tell me if I could get this way wrong, but I think you're kind of describing to when we talk about you've figured it out enough. It's like, well, at least for myself, I feel like there's things where like, oh my gosh, uh, well, the implication is that I need to learn um, really everything about this with a level of certainty. But there's a certain kind of thing that happens later on, especially as you're confronted with more and more information, good or bad or otherwise in the world or useful or not in the world, which is like, I understand enough of this to feel satisfied that I don't need to pursue this with the same brio that I did before. It's not that I have a complete answer for all time, but it's not going to keep me up at night wondering if I've discovered every last dram of information about this that exists in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and I think uh, I think what's common in youth is a feeling of frustration at not understanding what you assume is a interconnected big picture that um, – that mm-hmm. if you could, that either is is being hidden from you, or is made up of lies, or whatever it is that that you need to, you need to find the key to it before you can before you can move forward, um, and realizing I think at a at a certain age that, um, no, there's not a code, there's not a system really. Uh, if you do find a system that answers all your uh, questions, you, you're you're yeah. you, you made a wrong turn somewhere. And, that's, and pra- that's practically the definition of a of a not a faith, but of a religion. Yeah, or, and a cult, yeah. right? And 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 if if you found a, if found a system and and it's and you call it science, or you found a system and you, whatever it is, it, there there's no easy answer. But for me, realizing that my problems with other people were not uh, because I didn't understand some fundamental truth. It was mm. <clears throat> because of a lot of small uh, things that I started to get a better picture of. And as a result, I stopped having that desperate need to be understood that you hear in my music. The, the, huh. the, long, the long winter's records wow. are this howling, desperate, uh, attempt to communicate with uh, communicate on the topics that plagued me that I couldn't talk about another way. And when that when that started to resolve itself, <laughs> oh sure, I was yes. like, I don't have the same. Were you aware of it? Were you aware of that being the case? Uh, or that, I'm guessing later on you. Realized. When I started to try and write lyrics for the for the record that never came out and my dad had just died died during that process and i had also kind of come to ter- i i i just bought a house right with the with the money from the miller beer ad that never aired and i just started to come to terms with who i was in relationships and some of this had to do with that that first 
blast of excitement at someone telling me I was an introvert <laughs> and understanding like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I'm, yeah. I am that and that's not what well, I thought. Well, we got an Eric in the Water Fountain situation because because <laughs> you should bring that to me was like a very much a similar thing. I still think about it constantly. Remember? Remember the yeah. power of it? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, that, that I can be a little of both. That I, I that can I, be both. that I can be the most extroverted, please shut the fuck up person you've ever met in your life up to a, a point. And I make it sound like it's something where a portcullis comes down, and I have to just run away, which is not precisely the case. But it's just that I don't, I don't have an unalloyed, um, I don't have a way that I can depend on knowing that a given event will give or drain energy from me or however you want to like think about it. All I'm saying is the, let me just put, let me put it in the most un, unuseful way possible. Knowing that introversion and extroversion were not what I thought it was, has been a lot to think about. And, and, and a lot oh, of angles. There's a lot of angles once you start exploring it. Yeah. And since that big conk that happened to us, you know, yeah. at, at, at that, at that moment. Now there are 1 billion words have been written about it since. And everybody, everybody in the world in their Twitter bio next to their Ukrainian flag and their uh, pronouns is mm-hmm. uh, where they are on the introvert extro- extrovert spectrum. But at the time, I'm too introverted to even say sitting in the back, <laughs> sitting in that backyard with that friend of mine and me going, you know, as the as a big extroverted guy, I don't understand why I have so many problems with people. And and ha- hearing her laugh and go, "You're the most introverted person I ever met," mm-hmm. and 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 I thought of her as a very introverted person. So I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> From that moment on, realizing that every one of those long winter songs, because long winter songs are uh, each one of them is a constellation of little sense impressions. Every every line is another sort of like, here's another event that I don't understand why. I thought I was going into it this way, and I thought you were there with either a catcher's mitt or a or a, on a pitcher's mound, and then it, that's not how it that's not not how it worked out. And and I'm going to put that event. I'm going to put that little flash of of um, anecdote next to or i'm going to nest it in 15 other anecdotes which is the way it is in your mind like yeah, exactly when right. you do it i mean like whether that's verse or you know a lot lots of things in art but verse is one that comes to mind um gosh i'm thinking this wonderful bit where <clears throat> mitchell and webb where they're making fun of i don't know if this is a, a well-known quote but there's a bit where they're making fun of gordon ramsay shows where the chef is yelling at the completely incompetent guy in the kitchen mm-hmm. and he goes it's just a simple dish you just put it together damn just a salmon fresh fresh and he goes he goes it's just ingredients and the, the poor chef guy goes yes yes and henry the fifth is just english words in the right order <laughs> You're better at this than I am. <laughs> and I, I think about that, but that when you think about that, that, that's what the artfulness is, is deciding, you know, what to, what to put near the other thing. And maybe it'll make sense to other people, but it makes sense to you. And sometimes it produces, as Queen says, a kind of magic. <laughs> a kind of magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and if you... That's that juxtaposition just... is, like, difficult. Like, how did you decide to do this versus that? It's like, I don't know, like... It's just that's what belonged there, and that's, and that's somewhere. The kind of, you know. That's the kind of po- poetry and pop music that I like. <laughs> Me too, right? And and um, and so anytime you're looking at for a narrative in a song that I've written, the narrative is in the it, here are all the ingredients of Henry V. Now you put it together. 
Right. Here's the <laughs> you're saying you're like Blue Apron for indie rock? Yeah, exactly. Like uh-huh. just just take uh, just take all of the stories. Farm of, egg. All, all, all of the things. All of the things that happen in a novel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. But you take them out of the out of the uh, framework of a novel. And then you put them in a, a, some somewhat of a random order, but they're but they're, it's all and, still and, and also spies, constituent parts. Also spies, spycraft, yeah. spycraft. You got some spies That's in right. your songs too. I happen to know. But I uh, but who are the spies, Merlin? Uh, who are the spies? Uh, the spies are we. Are they what? vaccines? Are they? Oh, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh huh. So uh-huh. her skin of cinnamon. Her skin of cinnamon. For me, like uh, my cosmology went a. Uh, uh, Kind of along a similar path, where I'm guessing this did not happen in an afternoon. No, not at all. But but I re- looking at myself now mm-hmm. and realizing, like in the course of a day, all the things that I'm thinking about, turning on all of the all of the 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 stuff I'm out there in the world looking for and bringing home and unwrapping and and trying to fit into. The other stuff that you know, trying to trying to work it into the mashed potato tower that I'm building on the dining room table. <laughs> I'm not really looking for quantum answers. I'm not looking for. I'm not trying to peek behind the curtain at why things are the way they are anymore. I do not ask myself or the universe in the course of a typical day why and i used to ask why so much it was it was 80% of what i was doing asking why yeah and so for me sitting in the doctor's office and and looking at an ekg and understanding that it could have been a virus or it could have been a broken heart. Both things could manifest in this instrument, in, in the readout of this instrument as it tries to interpret what this organ in your body is doing. And I, and I understand that the question of why might be, well, how do you begin to address it? The, the, how, do you, how do you treat it if you don't know why? But I... I there's a, I'm, I'm curious for a second, like, oh, isn't that interesting? Could have been a broken heart. Huh? Well, what do we do now? You know, that's exactly what I just, I've written down many things. And one of the things I wrote down just now, and this is one, this is part of my, I don't know, some kind of big codex for life for me is like, that I'll apply directly here. Um, if you knew why, whatever happened, happened or why, you know, if you knew why, what would you do differently? And right. I think a lot of times, now, you, you, what would now, you do differently now? Now, Not today, whenever, do, right? Yeah. But you grow up knowing so little, especially at a time when you couldn't just go look up: is heart disease caused by "quote unquote" a broken heart? Oh, it's going to be tough on Google. You're going to get some namespace <laughs> pollution. But but if you knew, but if you knew why something happened in the world, like why aren't girls nicer to me? Why yeah. didn't I have more money? Why why did these things? You know, why do things? You know, not even things that like explain one's cosmology, but like if you knew why something happened, what would you do differently? Well, and, you know, sometimes I'm not saying you can kind of clap out of that great, you know, sort of. Uh, epistemological like oh, there's just kind of that yeah, the philosophical like ruminative uh, approach to life but like let's let's cut to the chase in some ways you only get so many more hours on this at this joint what would you do differently if you knew it was caused by this you know 
I'm reminded, and boy, this is going to have to be a a whole separate episode. I just, I've got a lot to say about Christianity and science that I need to share with you. And what Mm -hmm, frustrates mm -hmm. me about both of them that I hope you'll interrogate me about. But, but what Mm -hmm. I am saying is like, like when my wife, after dark episode, it might be after dark, but when my, I'm I'm dead fucking serious. My, my, my basic beef with science is my basic beef with not science. My, my beef with scientists is my same beef with a lot of Christians. Mm. which is that they've really lost the thread about why they do what they do and are more <laughs> interested in being clerics than they are in helping people learn why they do what they do. Like, I, I am, I'm ready. Well, but, but we like, can save it. But we can uh, save no, it. I'll, I can do it quick. But like the things like when my wife got really, really sick with some mysterious thing that may or may not have been meningitis. This is like eight years ago now. They brought, I think I told you about this. They brought in all these different people. And uh, I was there. As they say on uh, MASH, they brought in the pros from Dover, right? Like they, right. Uh, they, they brought in all these people with all their cockamamie theories. And of course, everybody's – I see it because I was a fan of things like Monty Python and I'm allowed to think this is absurd. All these incredibly pretentious people in lab coats walking around trying to figure out – trying to find anything approaching the nail that works with their particular hammer. Yeah. And my wife's boss who – because she works at a medical school, was a physician, came in in the nicest way possible without making the, 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 the dear sweet, very young man who was the attending feel bad, basically said, let me, let me just give it to you in pigs and bunnies. Why don't you try throwing everything that's not harmful at this problem and see if it goes away? Like, why don't you, could you, have you considered just putting her on antibiotics and doing this and doing that and knowing that that's not contraindicated by anything we've seen so far, rather than sitting here and trying to find the answer to this solution? Mm-hmm. Now, the way, I, now, the way I said this in the, in the wisdom document, you know, last year, don't look for a specific USB cable, look for a USB cable. You don't need to find the box with the USB cable. You need to get something connected. Or do you even need to do that? Mm. Do you – let's do the seven whys here. Like, do you really – once you've got that USB cable, what is it you're going to be able to do? I'll, I'll be able to uh, recharge this uh, this thing for my Dremel. What are you going to do with your Dremel? Oh, I'm polishing a piece of lead that I found in the garage. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to keep going? No. Nope. Wear a mask. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there because that's – what am I doing? What am I doing? I got so hung up trying to find that. And in this case, these like Dr. Hammer is out there like wondering if they can figure out if she ate lunch meat in San Mateo County in a, in a week when it would have mattered to her diagnosis instead of just trying to like fix her. Right. And so here's in a nut without going too far, we can make this a, our, our, if we ever do our, we got our first abortive Patreon we got to do, uh, maybe our second one could be, but here's what I'm trying to say about this in the same way that Paul, let alone Jesus would not recognize the religion that we call Christianity in the 20th and 21st century. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot going on with science that bugs in a similar way, which is like, I do feel like there's, whether when we, and I include medicine in science, which is like, there's a lot of playing both sides of the street. There's a lot of like, and certainly I'm not the first person for thousands of years, maybe almost as long as, as we've had opposites. <laughs> we've had the idea of like medicine, me- medical people are clerics. Like, you really see that in some ways in, in indigenous cultures with what we call uh, kind of idiotically a medicine man. But is, this is a person whose role is to give medical care and to give comfort and to give consolation, to be like a combination doctor slash clergy person. Yeah, but right. They're, Wor- but they're world not, interpreter. But they're trying to, I don't think they're necessarily trying to like fool anybody. But what bugs me is like the both sides of the street shit in medicine of like, hey, listen, hey, 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 hey. 
uh, in science. It's really about like what we can prove for now. And we're all very humble about that experience of like always saying we'll know more. And, oh, you know, every time you hear that wine is good for you, wine is bad for you. Oh, no, 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 no. The thing is that that's just confusion in like the lay media. But like the people who are actually looking at the results, like, oh, we're all so humble. And whenever you go up to, you're so honored and you're so fucking humbled. But at the same time, there's a guy who can stand there in the office and credulously say to me, you either are about to have a stroke or you might have gout, or I I guess maybe I might have unresolved uh, trauma in my life. Yes. And I, I really, I don't think you're allowed to be that cocky about how other people should see information, let alone run their life. And at this point, I am going to start running science, run alongside Christianity. God, you know what the idea was? I was was telling my kid about this. Fucking Jesus ruled, man. He was so cool. Jesus was really down to earth. Jesus was way cool. He was extremely cool. And like, and I'm not doing that as a bit. This is not like an indie rock song. Shut up. I'm fucking serious. (laughs) He really, he bent over backwards in the three, three, three years of his ministry. He bent over backwards to help everybody he could, especially the people who didn't deserve it. He spoke truth to power. He dealt like, whether you looked at as historical, literary, religious, whatever, Jesus was an unimpeachably pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you get into the stuff of him giving his life, his father, all whatever, fine. But now we're getting into the religious stuff. But, but there's a lot to like and admire about Jesus, in the same way that there's a lot to like and admire about any like scientist of of old or new, who says, these are my observations, this is what you need to do to try and replicate them, et cetera, all that stuff. But like, you're not allowed to act like, I love Jesus because he was nice and tell trans people they should die. And, you know, uh, maybe I I picked the wrong week to watch the White Noise movie because I loved it too much. Oh. Holy fucking shit. I don't care what anybody says about this movie. Just the scenes alone... I can't recommend it to people because it's obviously made only for me. But mm-hmm. the scenes of Jack meeting with his doctor are so funny to me. And it's exactly how I feel in every interaction with the doctor. Well, it's very important we have this doctor-patient relationship. And like, oh, it's hard to know. We don't know anything about that. And you, you got to see it to understand it. But that's how I feel. It's like these chodes fucking <laughs> love playing every... And a Christian doctor? Don't get me started. And by the way, can I just mention, ministers love being called doctor. The, where I'm oh, from, where I'm from, if you don't know what to call somebody, you call them doctor. My frustration is not with Jesus. My frustration is is not with not my and as anybody very frustratingly to a lot of my friends. I ain't mad at Jesus. I ain't no. mad at Christianity. I'm not mad at even at faith. Like I got plenty of time for that. What I don't have time for is weaponizing something that you regard you as the practitioner, weaponizing something that you regard as a, basically a, uh, as a source of power and status and holding it over people to tell them they're not doing life right. And, and I feel like when you press, whether you're talking about Christians or whether you're modern Christians, contemporary Christians, or contemporary physicians and scientists, when you press them on this stuff, they, they sometimes get a little huffy about it. You know, and and we're we're just as much to blame for people who begin sentences with dependent clauses like according to science. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? That's like that's like referring to something as coming from the government. What does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? The government. I know you mean federal government. Which branch of the federal government? Which you know? It's like, oh, it's just this whole thing of like, I I just I'm so. I'm sorry to carry on like this, but mm. this is the year, this past year, now where it's a new year, but 
uh, this is the new year. Happy but, New Year! Uh, the baby's dead. Dang, but dang. the but um but I had this is the year that I finally realized I've had it with a lot of stuff. Okay, including a lot of elements of the very. Wait, you're power. turning against the elements. I'm turning against some of the elements. Any element above uh-huh. 140. I've never trusted beryllium. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> Einsteinian. That's not a thing. What the fuck, Jeopardy? Um, but I guess this is the year that I, I finally realized people like John Syracuse have always talked, like to make fun of me for being so sort of oppositional and anti-authority and things like that. But like, this is the year I, I really operationalized it. A handful of things have happened. In the world and in my life, in particularly the last year or two, where I've just been like, "That's it, I'm fucking done." Like, I'm, I'm, I am, I am done buying in to all of this because I said so stuff from people. It's become very frustrating to me, and uh, we don't have time for it today. But I also think the implicit shame that we're all supposed to feel about life all the time comes straight out of shit like science and Christianity. And I'm, yeah. I finally, it took me this long to realize it really personally. You know, it was the yeah. cop saying, yeah, there's been a guy living outside your house in a car for a year. Quote, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> was a phrase that he used. Or or it could be, again, the doctor who the doctor who I went into because of knee pain who told me, quote, I might be about to, quote, stroke out is what yeah. the man said. Good God. I had a $600 appointment with an osteopath in a T-shirt, which is not a Morrissey song. <laughs> there's just been a lot of shit in the well, last well, year well. where it's been like, it's really come home where like, as a white man... Certainly, uh, I've there's a lot that I've I've gotten away with, but maybe even that power is flagging at this point, and I've had to realize just how shitty so much power stuff is. And when you use it to say to somebody, I don't know, I'm, I'm now I'm off topic, but it just frustrates me because everything you're talking about here, I feel like has kind of an analog in my own interior world of like, well, the questions that I want answered are are not so much about like why girls weren't nicer to me in my teens. My, my, my deeper question now is like, how do we develop a, some kind of a praxis for protecting one another from the people who feel that they are empowered to change what we are based on what they think they know. That's a lot, John. It is. Well, but the the thing, you know, Ancient woo. <laughs> what I, ancient woo. <laughs> well, what I come back to is the word policy, because <laughs> throughout all of this, throughout this whole era that we're discussing, throughout our, your and my lives, and all of the things that that we have seen come and go in the culture that 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 briefly really matter, and then are kind of like, well, that still matters, but we're onto something else now. Mm-hmm. And it, and we we've been building a kind of culture on this like <laughs> sometimes uh, it even can be something like wait you're still mad about that we're not mad about that anymore yeah right that's, haven't you that's kept up law. with what we're mad about now <laughs> and that idea right that that we're that we're standing on top of a piled bricks of settled law and we oh settled- when you say policy as in like the policy of like legal things. Well, I mean that in the, uh, that's how it gets used a lot, but what we're looking for Uh in all of this policy can also mean United's going to give you credit and not your money back. Cause that's our policy. That's right. What's our policy. What's our policy. Yes. And when we're looking at all this woo stuff, when we're looking at all this personal experience, we're coming up with what are our policies? 
which is to say like, well, I'm going to be confronted with a new situation today, something that's never happened before. I'm going to meet somebody at the grocery store I've never met before. What are my policies? How do I, how do I, uh, based on past experience, based on the insurance that I had to pay when I lost all those people's luggage, what are our new policies about my responsibility for your luggage? What are my policies about how I'm going to, I mean, you know, uh, what pronouns do I use when I meet a stranger? But like, a as in, like, we've already figured out what our, I mean, they would never say this, they, whoever they are, but we've already decided what our, or preemptively, we know what our approach to this is and should be. And we right. have, we've operationalized a response even before it was needed. If I am driving a, a Dodge Diesel 3500 pickup that I have equipped to roll coal... <laughs> And I am driving past four people in spandex who are riding bicycles on the side of the road. Do I roll coal on them or not? The answer is, Hmm. let's go to the policy. What's our policy? I outfitted this truck to roll coal. On whom? If not these bicyclists. No. Find, find so, someone better, you know, that's uh, that they deserve it, you know, look at them. <laughs> but when we look at like the, the, like uh, the, the way we conduct ourselves, not just uh, personally, but in our group, you and I have policies that we've developed over years about how we talk about certain things, about how, about what things we do and don't talk about, about what our shared values are. And maybe you have shared values with me that you don't have with yeah, and other where the people. parameters are. Like uh, the yeah. phrase I like to use, like the phrase I found myself using, like within normal parameters. Like we know when something is or is not within normal parameters, which leads to things like, hey, I'm going to bracket the thing I'm about to say in such a way because I feel like it's outside of what we normally, what would normally be considered dinner conversation for example right right and you and you and i will sometimes we're talking to each other and we're using our <clears throat> candid set of rules and then we remember that there are 40,000 people listening to us and then all of a sudden we're like and <laughs> yeah. also just hmm. to be clear also i don't like christians or doctors <laughs> so pass that around but i feel like in the in the culture at large this idea that okay we're all talking about this right now and then we're not talking about it anymore because we decided pretty much what it, what it is and then that becomes a brick and we put it in the ground now whether and then we and then we start mm, stacking mm-hmm. bricks on it now whether or not we ever really came to any real conclusions about what that was before we decided it was settled uh, once it's in the ground it's very hard to go back and review because of all Especially the bricks that are stacked other, on top of it. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And we're standing on top of that ziggurat, and none of us, very few of us, want to have anybody go down and look at any of those bricks down below and go, now let's take another look at this. And what that ends up being is, is policy, and we want everything now that comes across our transom to, uh, to w- what we want to know is how does this affect policy? And we want everything to be policy because we want there to be laws. We want to govern one another. We want the, you know, we want people to be bound to, uh, to behave according to the ziggurat that we're standing on. And we're standing on, you know, everybody's got their own. And for me walking around, I'm very interested in policy uh, I'm interested in figuring out what other people's policies are, and um, and I'm conscious of what mine, you know, what my policies are. 
I, I think about this a lot because I'm talking to my kid all the time, and she has different policies than I do. She's standing <laughs> right. on a very different set of oh, bricks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and she wants, she really wants to know what mine are because she's confronting it every day now in her own life where she's like, well, I don't have the same policies as my friends, and I don't understand why not. And I'm like, aha, oh, well, <laughs> and she's like, well, so what are you? Know, policy, what are just yours? so I'm clear, policy, uh, obviously, it doesn't just mean things inside of law or companies. You, we mean, you, you're using policy to mean a, a very, potentially mean a lot of very, a broad range of things. Not, yeah. that, not that the things are broad, but the range of them is broad. So that, that could be things like, uh, oh, let's take a dumb one, like something from a romantic comedy, don't call her the next day after a date. That's yes. a kind of policy, right? Right. But also, if you believe that your intestinal issues are related to unresolved trauma, you're going – if that is a settled brick, which it isn't for you, it doesn't sound like, but for a lot of people it is, and they put that brick in the ground. It could be a load-bearing brick. It's a load-bearing brick in a lot of cases. My stomach issues are a result of trauma. Right. Not a result of a bad sandwich I once ate or a virus – but my heart oh, condition – puddle water I keep drinking. <laughs> right. It's not yeah. – my mom doesn't have a heart condition. My mom thinks that she – her heart now is a result of having gotten COVID but never having been diagnosed with it, which seems like a very science conclusion to come to. When the doctor says, well, it could be a virus or maybe you had a broken heart. My mom goes, well, I don't think I had a broken also, heart. It also, answers, it answers a question. It right? does answer it, a question. We watched the episode today where we're getting to the end. We got the episode today where Hank is looking at the Leaves of Grass book. Mm -hmm. And only real heads are going to remember the connection with what uh, – I don't know if you've ever seen the program I'm talking about, uh, Breaking Bad. But th there's, there's the initials WW are an important factor earlier in an earlier season. And I'm yes. there the moment that Hank understands that, no, it wasn't – uh, what's the guy's Walter name? Gale. White. The Gale was talking about Walter White, not Walt Whitman. Yeah. And the, the yeah, I think he's always taking a shit of all things. But like that, that kind of like, oh, I that explains a lot in a way that now upends literally every part of my life. I just made, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. kind of like, you're like, oh, because like with your mom, I'm not saying your mom's would be anything near as big as, as Hank's taking a shit while he's reading Leaves of Grass, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he sings a song of himself. But isn't that kind of part of it? Because like uh, my family's very much like this. My family's practically like, like, I don't know, we're like somebody from the Wicker Man where we'll go like, oh, but this also explains because, you know, you got the exposure at this one time and then you touch that door and you touch your eye and you come up with all this banana stuff to like, but like for your mom, that would go like, oh, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I had COVID and I'm pretty sure I wasn't diagnosed and this would quote unquote prove it potentially, right? Except, except in that same moment, sitting in that same doctor's office with that same mom and sister, because of their woo books and their belief in ancient aliens and in the fact that, um, that there's spooky action at a distance and <laughs> that, that quantum feelings get sent through mushrooms <laughs> and you can feel the sadness you the know toxic of, airborne event it's yeah coming. and 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 the, you know the, what a uh, great book the like the trauma of the norman invasion oh in my gosh 66 yep, 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 is yep, still yep. felt in our fingernails yeah that it was when the doctor said it could have been a virus or a broken heart oh. that doctor was coming from a tradition that's not very many years old of saying well it might be science or it might be 
uh, love. And my, <laughs> it might be science we can prove, or it might be science we don't know that much about. That's right. It might be the wind upon the willows. It might be an atmospheric river. And my mom could have <laughs> just as easily said it was a broken heart. Either one of those mm-hmm. became a brick that everything that she thought about it from then on was going to be standing on. And in this case, that brick went into the ground as I probably had COVID and the virus hurt my heart. And for the rest of her, hopefully long life, we're going to talk about her heart condition based on that. And we're going to have policies based on that because that's the policy. I get it. But if it was love, if it was, if, if, if her IBS was a result of unresolved trauma (laughs) instead of a result of, of of a a sandwich you had in Mendocino, (laughs) then you have a completely new set of policies and all the people around you are affected by them. You, and they are expected to live as though that is settled law. And that is what I spend a lot of time walking around going like, what? So you're the, in some ways you end up being the loyal opposition, like unintentionally, because you're the one who goes, yeah, I just, I just check that. And that's not a thing. No, I'm the one that says, I'm the one that says, well, I read the document that tells you how to read this. And here's what this document is saying. It's saying, um, that it's saying stuff we already knew, which is that the left ventricle is bumping at a a reduced capacity and they don't know why. And what I do is I take away the, I take away the woo of (laughs) believing that, that you don't need to know how to read the document because you can just lay hands on the document and feel what it's. I'm getting something. I think I'm getting something. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Were you alive? Were you alive in 1957? Yes, I was. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that's the that's the day the music died. <laughs> Are you a Taurus? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew uh-huh. it. Uh, oh boy! I should talk to more people. I should really talk to more people. Well, you know, you're back now. Yeah, you're back. It's I the new year for now. What are we gonna? How how is this new year gonna be different for you? Mm. Yeah, you're gonna make some different. Are you gonna make some changes this year? Um, I don't you know. know. I, I feel like your ch- kid is making changes that you don't have anything to say about, right? Like your yeah. life is going to change a lot this year. The in fact ways that I that agree with about. all of it and I'm into all of it is not germane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if if the if the kid decided in a different direction that that I didn't like, if they if I got like a little Alex P. Keaton on my hands, mm-hmm. like I uh, I don't think I'd have any more power than I do now. Right. We probably we probably instead of doing wee bowling together we would fight more and I'd rather Mm -hmm. play Wii bowling. So it it helps that I like my kid. I'm lucky in that regard. I mean, I'm noticing for sure that the, that more and more (sighs) decisions are being made, not by my kid or by (laughs) me, but by the fact that she is there and she is going to be, she is going to be. And so (laughs) I am, Uh I'm just, uh, because, you know, I'm trying to reinvent myself, right? The, the last two years have been hard for me because I don't know. I, 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 had a, I had an event where 
some of the things that I knew weren't me, but I had let them be me. I had yeah. let them oh, define no. me. I talk about that all you want. I totally agree. Right. They say in life that sometimes you need to repot yourself, which is a phrase that I like a lot. That's a great line. Yeah. You need to repot yourself. But sometimes in life, you, you get repotted whether you're into it or not. Yeah. And that is a time where you are, uh, whether you feel like it or not, you're going to realize a lot of stuff that had just, that, that was happening. Maybe so there's some stuff that was happening because of good luck or bad luck or whatever, but you, you look a lot at a lot, fair number of your load bearing bricks for a while yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm trying to decide who I'm <laughs> going to be next, but all you have to go on is the, the bricks that you laid down. Um, you know, I'm I'm not trying to decide who I'm going to be next and saying like I used to be a brick house, but now I'm going to be a a, a house made of sticks. You were mighty mighty. Uh, that's right. Domp domp domp. <laughs> but but uh, but I still haven't resolved that. Yeah. And so this, you feel like that might be this calendar start uh, is happening. It's a thing. Something has to happen. Not a calendar thing, but it's a happening thing. If you and I look back at our lives, it always is the case where you go, "Oh, it was already happening, and I didn't realize." Oh, it. absolutely. You know, absolutely. and then one day I was all the way in it, and and then I look back and it looks inevitable. But at the time, and I have to assume that's true now. Nobody remembers what life was like in America in 1942. We have to mention this a couple times a year. We didn't know we we're going to win the war in 1942. Not no. a great time. It was not a great time. We look back and we go, oh, I'm 42. Oh, finally, America's in. We're going to fix this. It's like, that's your life, dude. There's so yeah. much stuff where you're like, I don't, I mean, I tend to believe that whether you want this is a little bit of a little shaker of Kierkegaard, but we tend to survive whether we want to or not. Um, and so I think it behooves us to act like we will survive mm-hmm. and to and to conduct ourselves accordingly. I don't follow that every day. A lot of times I just sit on the couch and I, and I look at the Venetian blinds. Um, but, but, but that's the truth. And like, you don't, all the things, all that sort of settled law and settled policy, the bricks of the past, uh, can be handy or they can be a hindrance. Um, sometimes you feel like you really got to this analogy is falling apart, but I think it's real, <laughs> man. I yeah. think, I think you're right about, it's difficult to know when something is happening until it's already maybe not over, but like you, there's really, you've, you're you're not going to <laughs> for some reason I said cross the satiricon. I think the satiricon is a, is a, is an Italian film. It is, and it's also a club in Portland, Oregon uh, that uh, that Hole used to play at a lot. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think it's really important to remember the flags that you've planted. I think about this a lot because oh, that I, sounds like a you thing. Yeah, I, I I very distinctly remember sitting in a cafe looking out the window in the summer of 1992 and thinking the revolution is here <laughs> and the revolution is going to be bad. It's going to be bloody, but it is inevitable. It cannot go on like this. And this was at the this was at the very end of the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the election of that summer, I felt like that civilization is 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 collapsing around our ears this this is we are at the turning point hmm. and i remember that conversation with myself very clearly and i planted a flag there because when i hear people when i have heard people over the subsequent 30 years <laughs> talk about us being at a mo- uh, at a at a uh, a moment where we're, we've crossed the line like this was the fail safe point We've gone across it. Uh, and other now, people's version of crossing the satiricon. Yeah, now yeah. crossing the satiricon, <laughs> and now the the revolution is happening, yeah. or the collapse. There's no, there's is no turning back. Yeah, and I think back to 
that moment in 1992. And then I contrast it with the fact that now we all look at the summer of 1992 through this super fuzzy lens of like, oh, those were the days like – the, uh, you know, remember, remember when everybody in Congress, uh, it, they fought hard, but, but, but then they always, by the end of the day, they always settled things and they were like, uh, the coyote and the dog, you know, yeah, just, well, that's right. Good night, Al. Good night, Good Sam. Night, Sam. <laughs> and, and, and what, you know, and oh, music was good then. And oh, like, yeah. those were the, the, those were the, the halcyon days. Oh, if things could only be so simple. When now. people would ask things like, uh, Hey man, is that Freedom Rock, and then someone would would say, "Yeah," and they'd say, "We'll we'll, we'll turn it up, man." Turn it up, man. And they That's would turn it up, needed. man. They would turn it up, man, because they we, knew that that was Freedom Rock, and the rock. You was could freedom. still say, "Where's the beef?" You could and still everybody rock would, in America. That's right. That's right. But it was but it was before you would go, "What's up?" And then the other person would go, "Oh, ah. that's true." We it didn't was have before we, that. We didn't have that in our rearview mirror. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> but those those flags that you can plant. And go back to and think, oh, that's where I was then. That's where I stood. And yeah. that's You're a braver man than I, Gunga <laughs> You know, I, no, thank you. <laughs> but I, I will love you forever. <laughs> I don't even love me forever. Fuck. I'm Yeesh. not standing on a ziggurat that's no. made of bricks that's based on the revolution that happened or didn't in 1992. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. I can see that flag. Yeah. yeah. And. And that's because I was I, that. What that flag lets me do is go back and say, "Wait a minute, this brick. What I can't have that brick under me and have my pyramid be stable, because that you can't have that and then also have thirty years of not have the revolution and have that be anything other than a mistake." Sometimes it feels secure to say, "I've got this brick, so I'm going to put more bricks on that that's brick. Right. I'm putting a ziggurat." of memories. And then on top of my ziggurat of memories, I'm going to put the, the seven sided lighthouse made of dreams. It yeah. would be, it would really, I, there's no, there's never like, ah, something we used to say in my circles. There's never a good day to stop smoking crack. There's never a good day to tear down your ziggurat and examine one brick. <laughs> when you're out there, you're out there sighting flags. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to plant new flags, new flags. Uh, yeah. New bricks. We also thought, nah, you know, we also thought, uh, you know, uh, Y2K would be a bigger deal. You know, turn off your computer, turn it off. Got to turn New Year's off. Eve. Yep. Yep. And now here we are. Now here we are. <laughs> How's your computer? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I've been typing a little bit. Uh, things are good. It's, it's, you know, it's funny. Now that Twitter is not as good as it used to be, and a lot of people have left, and there's not as much there and the stuff that it's, you know, it's the Woody Allen joke about the food's terrible and the portions are small. Um, <laughs> I do find myself reading a little bit more, but then I just get mad. Because then I'll go read things, and I'll be so angry at, at how poorly something is written, or I'll just be mad, so mad about the headline for something, and then I'm not sure what to do. And I'm like, well, I know it's not going to make me happy to go back, and I'm not, listen, listen, cool your jets, people. I'm not going to become book guy. Oh, I love books. Oh, oh, I love books. You notice they never say I love reading. They're always like, I love books. Oh, I love to be surrounded by my books. Uh, I'm not, but you know. Well, well, why is it Lumpy Space Princess that's saying that? <laughs> I love my bugs. <laughs> uh, oh God! Everything I read, yeah. everything I read on the internet, yes. I I look at and go, "What policy are they trying to tell me I need to?" Adopt? Oh, sister, because I could sing that. Are. Oh, they love, but they love QED, John Roderick. They love keeping you off balance. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. New York Times. I'll tell you. You know, I had a credit card I didn't know expired. Expired for obvious reasons a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that. To me, that's a uh, that's what I believe Robin Williams 
or Terry Gilliam has called a Buddhist gift. A Buddhist oh. gift when your credit card expires. Because at that point, you start getting all the emails. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to And you're like, ah, uh, actually, uh, eh, I would prefer not to. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. You sent me to the login too many times, defector. I'm donezo. I asked you to make it better, and you didn't. But anyway, no offense. No shade, no lemonade. But I, I guess I'll probably read things. But I, I But not know. books. <laughs> books. I love books. Oh, I'm always... Don't write in your books. They're books. Ooh, books. You might as well be Christian. 